Critical thinking is the most important skill you can have when you're living in a world that seems to have lost its mind. Everyone out there is trying to tell you what to think. I want to teach you how to think. In every episode, I'm exposing the logical fallacies being used by advertisers, politicians, influencers, news outlets, social media memes, and maybe even your own best friend. Warning, listening to this podcast will cause you to see bad thinking everywhere. Welcome to the Filter Through a Brain Cell podcast. Hey, what is up, thinkers? Kathy Gibbons here. So today's episode is sponsored by my ebook. That's right. I have compiled an ebook of fallacies. One of the questions I get most often is whether I have a printable resource that people can access to help them learn or review the fallacies that I cover in this podcast. And I am happy to tell you that now I do. So when you purchase the Logical Fallacies ebook, you will get immediate access to print it off. It's really just a PDF, but I call it an ebook because it's kind of like that. And you'll be able to begin using it right away. And you'll also get all future updates for free. So right now it goes to episode 99. I am going to be working on getting that updated um, here in the next week or two. And eventually, uh, this ebook will cover all the fallacies that I cover on the podcast. And I'm not done yet. So when you buy the ebook now, you'll get all the future updates as I continue to add fallacies as I continue to work through them here on season one. I've already heard from several families who have printed off their ebook and are using it in their homeschool to reference and to review the fallacies that they learned in the pad- podcast. And guys, I'll tell you this. I even use the ebook to help me remember and review. There are a lot of fallacies. And when I come across memes and headlines and bad arguments online, I don't always remember all the names of the fallacies. Well, now I'm easily able to flip through the book and find the fallacy, the definition, a quick example, and the question to ask. It helps me. I don't even have a special page for it on my website yet. I'm working on that, but um, I will put a link in the show notes where you can go right now and buy the ebook and have immediate access to it. Okay, so we just wrapped up a specific mini-series, and I thought, um, I, I was originally, when I started um, working on these episodes, I thought I was just going to do one or two, um, but then I realized that uh, there's kind of another little mini-series in here that I can do, and this mini-series is on what's called compliance strategies. So I'm going to do a little mini-series on compliance strategies because these are super interesting. Now, are they necessary, necessarily fallacies? No, they're not necessarily fallacies, but they definitely would fall under the manipulation and propaganda where somebody's trying to get you to behave in a certain way. So I feel like it's this is why I'm including it here in season one, because I feel like they all kind of fit under the same, um, under the same category. So Today, um, we are going to be talking about the door in the face technique. So the door in the face technique happens when someone tries to get you to comply with a request by first making an almost too big request that you're most likely going to turn down. Then they follow it up with a smaller request, which is the thing they really wanted to ask you to do in the first place because they know you're not likely to turn them down twice in a row. So the name actually comes from door-to-door salespeople (laughs) where they would literally go up to someone's house, try to sell them something outrageous that they knew would likely get the door slammed in their face. Then they'd offer something much more reasonable, which was the thing they were really trying to sell in the first place. Pretty sneaky, huh? Okay, so here's an example. Let's say your goal is to get ice cream after dinner, but you're not sure your mom will say yes. So you go to her and you ask if you can eat an ice cream sundae instead of dinner. Of course, she says no to that request. So you follow it up by asking, well, okay, if I can't have an ice cream sundae for dinner, can I just have a little bowl of ice cream after I eat my dinner? 
And the chance of her saying yes to that smaller request is much higher, especially after she said no to the ice cream sundae. So door in the face, this door in the face technique is often taught to salespeople as a sales technique to make more sales. I kid you not. This is taught for the express purpose of manipulating people to buy something they may not otherwise have decided to buy. And of course, they don't call it manipulation. They call it sales techniques, but potato, potato, right? An example of this at a car lot, for instance, would look like the salesperson purposely showing you a beautiful vehicle that they know is out of your price range. Of course, you have to say no to it. So then they show you the original car that they really wanted to sell you, a car that you can afford because they know you're going to feel some relief that you can actually buy this car and you'll feel more inclined to purchase it. That is the door in the face technique. So uh, this technique is what's called a sequential request strategy. It's where questions are asked in a very specific order to get you to do a very specific thing. It's used purposely by people who understand the psychology behind it. So what is the psychology behind it? Why does this work on people? Well, there's a few reasons this technique works. It could trigger the feeling of reciprocity in people, which we covered reciprocity. By the way, reciprocity is also one of these, <laughs> one of these strategies, um, but we covered it back in episode 54, so I'm not going to do it again. But that's where the feeling of wanting to do something nice for someone else is purposefully evoked. It, it, this this uh, door in the face could also work because of guilt. Some people feel guilty saying no to multiple requests in a row, especially when the requests keep getting easier. It could be that the person wants to maintain a positive image of themselves. They don't want people to think they're a terrible person for saying no to something small that they could have easily said yes to. Whatever the reason, this technique works and there is no shortage of people who are very happy to take advantage of it. Now, what kind of makes me stick to my stomach about this technique is the manipulation behind it. In fact, this type of technique is often called a compliance strategy. I've mentioned that. And there is a whole series of these compliance strategies that I am going to teach to you so you can recognize them. Um, and these strategies are used to get you to comply with whatever it is the other person's wanting you to do. It's gross. I have a pretty strong visceral dislike for this sort of manipulative propaganda technique. And the problem with the door in the face technique is if you're on the receiving end of it, you have to stop and ask yourself if you really want to buy or do the thing that they ask after the big unreasonable ask. Just because you re feel relief or guilt does not actually mean that you should say yes, that you should buy the thing or do whatever it is that they're asking you to do. Here's another example of the door in the face technique. Have you ever had to barter or haggle with someone to make a purchase? If so, you very likely encountered this technique. Often when you're bartering to buy something, the seller will start, will start off at a very high price to which you'll say, no way, or you'll start to walk away. And, and when you do, they'll call you back or they'll come back and say, okay, okay, for you, I'll give you 30% off, but just because I like you. And maybe you think that's a good deal and so you pay them the money, but who really won here? What you didn't know is that the seller was willing to go all the way down to 50% off if you'd kept on haggling them. But because they started at such a high price, the 30% off deal sounded so much better that you took it. So the question to ask yourself when you're faced with the door in the face technique is this, do I really want to do or buy that or do I feel guilted into it? Do I really want to do or buy that or do I just feel guilted into it? 
Okay, guys, that's it for today. Uh, next episode, we're going to be doing uh, part two in this compliance strategy. And remember, when you learn how to think, you will no longer fall prey to those who are trying to tell you what they want you to think. And it all starts with asking one simple question. Is that really true? I would love to hear from you. Do you have questions about fallacies and cognitive biases? Are you now starting to see and hear them everywhere around you too? Well, send them in. They just might get featured on the podcast. You can email them to me at think at filteritthroughabraincell.com or you can connect with me on Instagram at filteritthroughabraincell. And if you want to be notified about when new episodes come out and all the things that we're doing, go to www.filteritthroughabraincell.com and sign up to receive email updates. I would love it if you would help us on our mission to teach society how to think well. Please subscribe, leave us a review, and share this podcast with people in your life.